sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, the voice, as always. In the opposite corner, my mano y mano, my verbal sparring partner, the dangerous one, Iron, Wildress, Ruffin. What's going on, Ruff? I'm here, boss. I'm here. Um, You know, it's been a, a rough year, sports-wise, for Philadelphia. Mm. I, and, but, you know, we... We ain't we ain't taking too many wins, but we got this though. We got this. Um, I get it. You know, all them losses to slew. Everyone, the teams that y'all oh, field yeah, against slew lose. Everybody, come on, come on. We we and then y'all y'all no losing one, in the no Super Bowl. No one knows any teams in St. Louis, and the St. Louis Celtics don't count because they're in Boston. So you need to go on with that. Let me give you your intro, L- ladies and gentlemen. Let me introduce you to baseball. the man. The myth, the legend, you see the halo on his head, but clearly it's not a halo. The voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you already starting early, you know what I mean? Pretty sure I wouldn't know you about nothing. You know, I, let, I let you live. I let it be, but I, I see what you want, so it's fine. Well, well, it's, you know, we, we started a little, we started the show a little early, uh, and whenever we go live, it's smoke o'clock. So it's smoke o'clock at all yeah. times, man. So it, it, it's all good. But we got a great show today. It's not too much uh, on on the card today, but we do want to get you prepared for uh, everything that you want to see in combat sports this weekend. You know, the voice is going to prepare you um, and give you everything that you want to hear, and sometimes the things that you don't want to hear. Um, so let's go ahead and get started, man. Let's go ahead and get into KOs and low blows. Now. Francis Ngannou is a free agent and apparently on the verge of possibly having one of the biggest fights against the biggest heavyweight, depending on who you ask. Uh, Eddie Hearn, let him tell you, Eddie Hearn said that recently Francis Ngannou would be a complete mismatch if he went up against the likes of Tyson Fury or Anthony Joshua. And now he's wanting to make a big fight deal with one of those giants. On top of that, Deontay Wilder has also thrown his hat in in the batch, and he would love to make a fight with Francis Ngannou. Now, Francis just went from being champion to now being the the most wanted man in boxing. Voice, what are your thoughts on this, and what would be the bout that you feel as though boxing fans will want and need to see the most? Well, I think that this shows that Francis has options, and for him uh, it shows that making the move and leaving the ufc uh, was a good deal especially uh, from what i hear as far as these new contracts are concerned it's like they have taken away a lot of the things that fighters had before and and, uh, like even your ability to litigate it's like you sign this contract you can't sue it's like okay this is you know and and uh uh, whatever money's coming to, to anybody from any lawsuits you can't get it's like yeah so i think that it was good for him and again because of all these opportunities that he has uh, it's looking absolutely fantastic now you spoke about eddie hearn so we'll start with him he represents anthony joshua 
um, as far as that fight being a good fight for Nganu from a outcome standpoint, that's probably the best matchup that he could have uh, if he is taking on one of the big three. Reason being, we know that Joshua is chinny. And what does Francis have but power? Now, you know, is, is Francis a boxer? No. Did he want to go into boxing initially? Yes, he did. Uh, can he hit? We know that he's one of the uh, most devastating strikers out there when it comes to power. And in your own famous words, it only takes one. So if he can hit AJ one time, he could win. He could win. Uh, and we saw that when um, when Ruiz got in there with him. All this got to do is catch him one time, and that can change everything. Now, Fury probably represents the uh, biggest payday financially for him. You know, that, that will be huge. It's a mixed rules fight. Uh, so that gives uh, a bit more um, intrigue because they would um, have four ounce gloves on yet be in a ring. And again, um, the money is probably there more so for Fury than it is for anyone else because Fury uh, is one of the biggest names in boxing, if not the biggest. So, and then they have history together. Fury's last fight, who shows up in the ring saying we're going to fight, but Francis Ngannou. So you have you have some familiarity and obviously some kind of, of conversations and inner workings going on. Now, the wilder card is, um, I'm pardon the pun, cause, and that definitely was not intended. Uh, so I should say, uh, yeah, pun not intended. But his card, that wild, that wilder wild card, that is so intriguing because Wilder's the only one to say it. I'll do, I'll, uh, we'll do a one and one. You box, and I'll get in the cage against you. So the opportunity to do both is phenomenal. That nobody else is stepping up and saying that. Something else that Wilder has on his side is that he is a PBC fighter. Well, who broadcasts PBC fights? Fox does sometimes. Uh, I think their deal may be up. Uh, Showtime has been a long time uh, partner with PBC. And uh, they could do it on Showtime pay-per-view. Do you know uh, what who owns Showtime? Paramount. Do you know who also what Paramount also owns? Bellator. So, um, you know, the, it, it's kind of a built-in inroads for Francis that I, I would say he has greater opportunities, greater, um, uh, more avenues with the wilder possibility than uh, the others because mm -hmm. he's already got a built-in way of doing both and continuing his career in both. Um, but again, it, it, we, who knows how things will go. My money is on the Fury fight because, like I said, they were already talking before. So if they were talking before and now he's free, the likelihood of that happening, I think, is greater than anything else. Uh, outside of Fury imploding, which <laughs> we know uh, can happen. Um, outside of that, 
uh that that's where my money is but that that wilder fight has a lot of uh upside for francis i think that wilder fight is probably the one i want to see the most i feel like that would just be a complete slugfest like we've never seen before and to see wilder also get in the cage would definitely be um intriguing now the thing about uh the thing about tyson fury is tyson fury just seems like right now he's all over the place he's literally just right now (laughs) he's he's literally just mentioned wanting to go back to uh wwe full-time then he talked about retiring and everything else so um i did notice what you said about anthony joshua though and it's, it's very funny because eddie hearn just recently stated when he spoke about when he spoke about Ngannou that anthony joshua is focused on regaining the heavyweight championship so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and then to see uh what Ngannou does next because right now clearly all the cards are in his court um we're going to take a quick break uh with ozell brand of course uh give you that that great ozell shoe i know voice probably had the majones on today um and when we come back uh we have a a couple of different things going on of course a golden boy uh fight it, it it's not a a combat sports weekend without one um and the ufc change that just happened within the last 48 hours we're going to talk about that and lastly a wba featherweight title match uh, is coming this weekend. So we're going to take a quick break from uh, with Ozell Brandon. We'll be right back. It's not just about the love of the game. It's about dedication and commitment through the process and the patience to endure. There's joy in reaching your goals and peace in knowing you've done all you're supposed to do. Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand. It's a lifestyle. There we go. Boys, how, how, how the Moselle's treating you? You got any more stories for us? Uh, no, I, I, I uh, have not warned them uh, in a moment. I may break them out uh, soon, though, because uh, it, it's been a minute. There we go. You get your, get your, uh, your, your voice Leroy on. Um, <laughs> 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 Voice, we always talk about my favorite nicknames, and I think today I want to add another one. Crazy A. You heard it here first. Crazy A. Golden Boy Promotions is actually back with another championship implicating headlining card as Crazy A faces Luis Luis Neri. Um, This is going to be a 12-round WBC Super Bantamweight title eliminator, and the battle is going to be taking place live February 18th uh, from the Fox Theater in – in Pomona, California, I believe. Pomona. Mm-hmm. Pomona. Okay. Now, Crazy A is actually riding a seven-fight win streak with six of those coming via KO. Neri, uh, on the other hand, has actually rebounded with two wins uh, last year after his uh, 2021 loss to uh, uh, Brandon Figueroa. Um, I believe that was actually via seventh-round knockout. Mm-hmm. And he's looking to reclaim the titles he lost in a win over Crazy A could put him in the eye of that title shot, but Crazy A is literally coming in as a knockout king right now. Voice, what is your take uh, on this bout, and what do you believe the chances are that Neri can continue to regain that form uh, and get a shot at uh, the titles that he recently lost? As far as my take on the fight, um, 
I don't have a voices marquee matchup this week. And this could not be the voices marquee matchup because it is the main event. But if I had one, this would be it. And the reason being is that both fighters are known to knock people out. Crazy A is a KO machine stopping 71% of his foes. As far as his record is concerned and, and his resume, uh, the only name I saw on there was a loss, and that was Ray Vargas uh, in a title bout. And Vargas is currently a champion. Um, but I feel like, I feel like he, I, I know he, I don't know if he went up in weight or not uh, recently. I, I feel like he did, but uh, don't quote me on that. He may still be at, um, at 122 um but either way it goes he lost to ray vargas no vargas is up at 126 i'm sorry so anyway lost to ray vargas in the title bout this is a wbc eliminator the winner of this bout will face the champion or at least they'll be the mandatory uh they may have to uh fight for an interim title because we know that the wbc champ is uh, getting ready to fight like the biggest fight of his life. Who's the WBC champ? None other than Philly's own uh, cool boy, Steph. And we know he's fighting in a way and who knows what's going to happen with that. Let in a way win. Uh, I don't think that uh, Neri or uh, Hovanesian is going to be next on his list. So uh, it's a possible that they could be fighting for uh, interim belt in the very near future absolutely absolutely um and like i said that they, they knock people out uh you spoke about pantera you spoke about him holding the title uh at super bantamweight uh previously and lost it to brandon figueroa lost this very belt the wbc belt to brandon figueroa uh he also held uh the oh uh super bantamweight or junior lightweight however you want to call it but what the 122 um not the 122 but the 118 uh title uh mm-hmm. which is bantamweight i'm sorry so he also held that title uh and he's fighting again to become a uh two-time champ at this weight class he wants that belt back uh he's gonna do everything he can and he stopped 74 percent of his foes so again, I don't see this fight going past really like the sixth round. Uh, uh, they are going to be uh, swinging and banging, and I am very, very uh, excited about seeing it. It's definitely going to be an interesting fight to see, especially because in the fact that Neri uh, has overcome uh, so much. Even uh, you know he stated you know some of his own. Um, mess ups along the way, but just seeing him come back and be able to get back in the form and get back in the championship form is going to be great. Uh, regardless, that's going to be a great fight. That'll be um, that's February 18th, so make sure you tune into that. Now, and what will uh, be the first main event <laughs> for our next bout? Um, Aaron Blanchfield is literally learning how quickly things can change. Now, she was originally scheduled to face uh, Talia Santos um this weekend but santos was actually uh a late scratch due to what is actually being described as a visa issue mm-hmm. for her cornerman and she was replaced by jessica andrade now 
this is going to be a great test uh, for a short period of time for the undefeated Blanchfield as Andrade is a former UFC women's strawweight champion. She's competed consistently at both, uh, I believe, 115 and 125 in recent mm-hmm. years. And she she even fought at 135. Yeah, she's coming into this bout with a, a three-fight uh, win streak. And I believe she just recently had a dominant win over Lauren Murphy uh, at UFC 283 in January. Now, Blanchfield with a win could be next in line for that UFC Women's Flyweight Championship with a win over Andrade. Now, Voice, I want to get your thoughts on the quick turnaround for Blanchfield in what is going to be her first UFC main event. And what are your thoughts on the replacement that is Jessica Andrade? How do they match up? I mean, it, this is really an interesting fight uh, on a number of different levels. Uh, as far as matching up with Andrade, I don't know. I don't know. We, we'll see when uh, when they get in there. We know that she, being Blanchfield, is um, ranked number 10 right now. Now, from a ranking standpoint, fighting Andrade, is a step down because she was getting ready to fight the number one ranked fighter in Talia Santos, who I believe if she won convincingly would have been right back in there with bullet because she's the one who has given on paper uh, the strongest and the, um, the best fight at 125. No one has ever taken a card uh, and very few people have even taken a round from Bullet, where uh, Santos lost by split decision. So I think if she had won and won decisively, that she'd be right in there uh, to face whoever wins between um, uh, Bullet and um, uh, who's Bullet fighting? Uh, Alexa Grasso. So that was my thought process initially. It hasn't really changed as far as uh entourage is concerned because as you just stated she oh my goodness she beat lauren murphy so bad it was hard to watch like Ooh. that last round it was just like please like ref please stop the fight she had her head swole up like uh uh like yarny and Tlachek's head swole up in her fight uh, her first fight uh with the champion uh magnum jean way lee I mean, it just was not looking good. And Lauren Murphy is too tough for her own good. So with another definitive win, I think Andrade will be right in there. Um, I feel like, especially because of everything with the the visas, that mm-hmm. Andrade kind of knew. I mean, but for her to turn around after fighting less than a month ago, that's huge. Um, you have to to train to to get your body to peak. Have you had the time to do that? No, you you, you have not had the time. Uh, how is the weight cut going to to go? You know what what's what all is going to happen? Um, with Andrade, she's still behind Santos and uh, and Manon, but with everything that's going on with Santos and her corner, uh, you know their their visas weren't denied. Before now, why the visa's being denied? Is it going to be a problem for her to fight in the U.S.? We we just don't know. So I, I think that Andrade has the ability to 
maybe jump up in the rankings with a solid win and be next up because Bullet has run through everybody. I mean, uh, Grasso is ranked number five. Why is she fighting her versus fighting everyone else? Now, uh, Manon is the only one she has not fought. Uh, so I don't know why that didn't happen. But either way, um, it is what it is for Blanchfield. Again, this is this is different because she was facing someone in Santos who's got a very developed ground game. Not that uh, not that uh, Bate Azteca does not because she does. Jiu-Jitsu uh, is her uh, first martial art, but she's known for swinging them things. You know, you just, let's be honest. Uh, I talked about her fighting at uh, Bantamweight. Yeah, she's knocked out people at Bantamweight. Uh, uh, I was going to say welterweight, but that she hadn't fought that high. Bantamweight, strawweight, and flyweight. Uh, so I think the approach to things is a lot different. And to do that in just a week's time, that says a lot. Uh, the only loss that Blanchfield has had in her career was to Tracy Cortez by split decision. And Tracy Cortez is in the UFC, you know, so, um, that didn't take place in the UFC, but she's there and a fight like with her, that would make sense, but they're really trying to give Blanchfield the push, which is the reason why she got this main event spot undefeated in her UFC run. She stopped the last two opponents via submission. Again, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is Andrade's first martial arts. So do I see a lot of grappling going on? No, I don't. And usually when you have two people who are strong in grappling, it's a stand-up fight. Um, you know, but not that Blanchfield can't strike either. She picked up uh, kickboxing and uh, grappling and started competing in those tournaments around uh, the age of nine, you know, so she was doing all three of these uh, martial arts before she was 10 years old and decided at 12, which was just 11 years ago, that this is what she wanted to do as a profession. Uh, this will show how um, viable a, uh, a, a career move this is, because if she can beat Andrade, She's got uh, uh, much brighter roads ahead of her. Yeah, that's definitely going to be uh, great to see, especially, you know, you said that she uh, hasn't lost. Um, it, it's actually been since 2019. So if she's able to, to win this, this will definitely be uh, a great outlook for her, especially on that short period of time of switching up with, with opponents. So uh, that'll definitely be great. Now, wrapping up uh, your combat sports weekend, we got two heavy-handed featherweight uh, fighters here who are going to be clashing for the WBA featherweight title as uh, as Wood is actually going to be defending his WBA title against Mauricio Alara. Um, this is going to be taking place Saturday at the Motor Point Arena in Nottingham. Now, Laura was uh, was about that. Uh, Wood actually chose last year after having his choice of fighters um, that he could take. Now, it was scheduled to take place last year, but it was rescheduled due to a bicep injury for the champ. The funny thing about this is <laughs> it was not without issue, um, as recent comments by Laura was uh, labeling Wood as a chicken for pulling out of the fight. So Wood has already stated that he is looking to not only quiet the challenger, but do it convincingly. 
Uh, he recently stated he thinks he can just come into Nottingham and plow through me, and he's confident that he will. Uh, though it's just one off, though it's just a one off chance for me taking the right fight and taking it again when I pulled out. I'm here to fight and I'm here to win. There's a reason why I picked him. <laughs> Voice. He literally is basically saying he handpicked him so he can knock him out. With that back and forth between the two and them both being known for powerful punches, what's your take on this bout? And does Wood come in as an underdog after recovering from injury? The injury is really the story of this fight, at least in the lead up. We know the fight was originally scheduled for September 24th. I forget when um, the fight got called, but he suffered a torn bicep, which normally takes four to five months to heal. Well, if that fight was supposed to happen in September and he pulled out, let's say you started training three months out. So uh, counting back was August, July, June. So what you took until, um, you know, even if it was three months, you took until December to heal. And then now you got uh, January and the middle of February training. It, that is just the time frame as far as, as healing takes, because it, it only takes four to five months to heal. Mm -hmm. Has that been enough time if his bicep was actually torn? Uh, you know, Laura said he, that he scared and he faked the injury. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense because if you faked it then and you were scared, then you would take a different fight. You wouldn't, you know, take this fight. Now, to uh, to Broncos credit, if that was the case, if he wasn't hurt, maybe he just decided, hey, I need a bit more time to get ready for the fight. So I'll fake the injury to have that. But overtraining is real. And that's a whole lot of time. Uh, you know, it's not like, hey, you know, we 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 turned around and did it pretty quickly. No, it was supposed to be in September and this is February. So that's yeah, about five months or so. You know, that it doesn't he doesn't seem scared to me. Now, what does concern me as far as Wood's mindset is concerned is uh concerned about this fight is that he said he's got maybe three to four fights left in his career. One of the things he definitely wants to do is fight at City Ground, which is where uh, Man City plays. But if you're thinking in, in the fight game, it's, this is not uh, basketball, this is not football, this is not baseball, where last year uh, St. Louis greats uh, Yadier Molina and uh, Albert Pujols went on a farewell tour and people were giving them stuff, you know, in the different cities and all that kind of stuff. You don't have a farewell tour in in fight sports farewell tour means that you're fighting on regional cards against up and comers and uh you're getting paid uh you they are paying you to put people in the building and to put over whoever is fighting you that's that's a farewell tour for someone in combat sports uh but anytime you're thinking about retirement that's something that uh, Dana White says, like, if you're thinking about it, you need to, to already do it. And the fact that you're thinking, yeah, I got, you know, about three more fights, three or four more fights. It's like, mm, you know, let, let's let's see how how this works out. Now, with this fight being at uh, Featherweight, um, as I was saying uh, before, Ray Vargas, uh, when we were talking about the Neary and uh, and Crazy A fight, uh, Ray Vargas 
just got the title a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of um, unification that can take place because there's no unified champion at this weight class, which means there are a lot of big opportunity fights available. Uh, Laura is Mexican and Vargas and Laura on Mexican Independence Day. Dog, mm. that would be huge. Um, uh, Isaac Dogbay is uh out there, and uh, Rosie Ramirez and uh, uh, Brandon Figueroa, they are all ahead of Laura for the WBO title, which is vacant, you know. So, there, there are a lot of, of opportunities available for both of these fighters. You know, Bronco has come across the pond and upset the UK fans before. Uh, when he knocked out IBF champ Josh Warrington, who's also still out there, you know, so it's there's so many different things that are uh, in play. Uh, Wood knows that Laura's dangerous, but he says he also makes a lot of mistakes, and he's going to meet him in the center and KO Bronco by the midway point of the fight. Yeah, um, if you know the man punches really hard, do you really want to go stand in the middle of the ring with him? If you know that. You know, he has knocked out your fellow countrymen. Don't you kind of want to play it a, a little differently? I would think so. But th these are his words. Uh, and much like you said, boxing promoters can't be trusted. You can't trust uh, much of what boxers say uh, either. Uh, just look at the, the, uh, the best ever Floyd Mayweather uh, as a great example of uh, not doing what he said he would do in the lead up when he got in the ring. Well, I mean, if, if you've only got a couple drinks left in you, why not go all out and, and test the limits of life? Like, you know, he only got a few left. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I, I hear what you said about you know, what Dana White said, but I don't see anything wrong with that. If you know there's an end game and you know that you're just about done, then those last three, four fights probably end up being the best in your career because you know you ain't really got to put too much into it. Beyond that, so it definitely presents an opportunity, but yeah, I'm I'm not not standing tall in the middle in the middle of a ring with somebody who I just know has powerful punches to just cave my chest in. Like yeah, you got to chase me a little bit. So, but that that'll definitely be a great bout. Um, looking forward to actually seeing how that turns out. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is literally your combat sports for the weekend. Um, now, no voice is disappointed that there's no voices marquee matchup for this week. I'm confident that we're going to have one uh, next week. Uh, we definitely appreciate you always tuning in with us. MTMV Sports, we literally are you. We are the fans. Uh, we converse and we do our research and we just want to share our joy uh, for, for what we are. MTMVPN is the website. Please make sure that you visit. The Voice has some great things on there from merchandise. Yes, Voice is big time now. He's got merchandise. Voice has merchandise on there. Uh, there's great articles on there. Uh, the team is on there. So you can really go through and you can check whether it's your favorite sports, your favorite personality and get more. Um, definitely check out the merch. We got some great shirts for you also be sure to check out Ozell brand those are some great shoes and i just saw the cleats uh the the, the new cleats on the uh, ig page which are amazing mm. awesome um so voice give us your words and take us out until next time fight the good fight <laughs>
it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports.